Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to The Fitness Show. Today, I am going to talk about one of my least favorite topics in the world, and that is me. Uh, I keep getting requests to answer certain questions about me and things I like and don't like and yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to grant those requests. I thought I did a pretty bang up job in episode one talking about who I am and how I got to this point, but apparently I left some questions and uh, concepts unresolved. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it and hopefully it, these will be things that um, help you get fitter in general. So um, I, t- I took a lot of questions that have been coming to me over, I would say, the past few months. I dug through old emails, old private messages, some tweets. I actually posted on the uh, Fitness Facebook page and my Hottie Body Fitness Challenge group and said, hey, y'all, if you got questions for me, now's the time. And so here we go. And I'm going to answer them, and if I'm boring to you, well, I guess you just turn it off, right? If you go, ah, I don't want to know anymore about Fitz Kohler. I know enough. Well, then I understand that. Turn on some Garth Brooks and listen to some good music, and I fully endorse that behavior as well. So, uh, number one question was from Michael Jones, and he asked me what I thought uh, the successful people I know have in common, and I think that's a... Well, I, there's probably a lot of a lot of good answers to this question, but the thing that I see in successful people that I see that I don't see in others is um, a relentless pursuit of success. And I feel like that's what I have. Uh, if nothing, I'm relentless. This is relentless is what I am. I'm relentless about anything and everything I want. And I look at the people who whether they own small businesses or they are the leader of large businesses or they're athletes, even if they're the, they could be the most elite athletes or they could be very amateur athletes. But when I see people set a goal and then do anything and everything it takes to accomplish that goal, uh, that's, that's the thing I think we all have in common is uh, that relentless attitude, craving for success. Uh, God help something that tries to, God help the things that try to deny me what I want. You know, I've got a very strong laser focus and I, I often look at the, um, the superhero juggernaut and put, put it this way. People tell me, no, I mean, I I think lots of y'all, you guys look at pictures and think, wow, she's doing these great big things and they're, they look fun and fantastic and they are, but through the history of my career, my education, my life in general, a lot of people have told me no. And I've had to um, go through a lot of brick walls to get what I want. And I, I call it the juggernaut helmet. And so people tell me no or, you know, get in my way, which is a bad idea. And I put on the juggernaut helmet and I just keep banging my head against that brick wall until it breaks down. And so that's that's the thing I, I see in the other people who are getting what they want and you know, I can relay that to right now. It's Timothy Powell, who's in my hottie buddy group. He's lost over 100 pounds and nothing is standing in his way. Sure, he's got obstacles. He's got work. He's got school. He's moving. He's got all of these obstacles. But this guy is relentlessly pursuing weight loss and fitness. And he's over 100 pounds down. And it's just going to keep falling off because he won't accept anything less. So that's the trait I see in the successful people. Uh, my favorite race to announce that's a tough one. I always say the bigger the better. I love more people, more people to get to um, teach, to celebrate, to motivate, to have fun with. And so I would say so far the biggest race I've announced is one of the biggest in the country just recently, the Skechers Performance Los Angeles Marathon. And just by the actual magnitude of the race, yikes. I, I looked to my left at some point and all I could see was thousands of people running down the highway towards my finish line, and that was exciting. However, I got a ton I love. OC Marathon, I've done quite a few years in a row, and it's just a party, and the 
the race director, Gary, and his um, his crew, Kelsey, and they're all amazing. So I love that one, Big Sur Marathon. Hi. Just beautiful. I love the women's races because often women in real life aren't very nice to each other, but on race day at these women-themed races, oh my gosh, they're so supportive, so sweet, so wonderful. So um, sometimes every race is my favorite race. So what is my dream race to announce was the next question. Uh, I would say Marine Corps Marathon. It's <laughs> You guys know I'm a very nerdy patriot. And the Marine Corps Marathon has it all. It's in Washington, D.C. I believe it begins at the Pentagon, and it goes through all of the amazing American landmarks in D.C. And the course is loaded with actual Marines doing the volunteer work, passing out medals, et cetera, et cetera. And so the whole race just screams Americana, and I, um, I would love to take part in that race. I would love to be their announcer. And, yep, that would be the dream race, of course, you know, any of the other biggies would be fantastic, but Marine is the number one on my list. Um, favorite way to work abdominals. So my favorite way to work ab muscles is to work them in a variety of different ways, almost never doing the same exercise twice in the same week. And so as my DVD flip-flop ab shows, I'm constantly rotating when I do abs. I'll do planks, so I go prone. And then I'll get on my back and do some sort of crunch and I'll do obliques and I'll do standard crunches and then I'll get on my side for side planks. And uh, I think that's the key to abdominal training is variety and intensity. And so I work them very, very intensely and in a variety of ways. So don't, don't get stuck with, uh, I'm going to do 300 crunches. Don't do that. Do 10 of something beastly and then switch directions and do 10 of something else that's beastly, maybe 20, but but don't do 700 of one exercise. Um, my favorite muscle to work and why? Okay, my favorite muscle to work is the one that's causing me pain. Um, very uh, goal-oriented and I have a variety of issues left over from my kickboxing career. And so right now it's my hamstring. When my right hamstring, which is only about, I only have about 50% of the hamstring on my right leg, and if it's not strong, I can't sit down without pain, which is completely inconvenient when I'm stuck on an airplane for five hours. So right now it's the hamstring and hopefully, hopefully I'll fix that and nothing will ever hurt again. But I know that's a lie. So my favorite muscle to work is always whatever is hurting me because strength training is normally the answer. Favorite reward for staying on track. Um, fun. I love to plan adventures. I love jet skiing. I love water skiing. I love snowboarding. All of those things. I, if I were to choose a reward for me for doing anything good, it would always be some sort of athletic adventure. Um, my favorite cardio. Whew. Favorite cardio. That's tough. Um, it always has been kickboxing, but it, it's I like it best when I'm actually fighting with another person. Um, I really enjoy walking. I enjoy hiking out in the woods. And um, the luxury when I'm out of state, because I live in Florida, when I'm out of state and I get to go hiking uphill, man, that's a nice treat for me. So favorite cardio, anything that makes me huffy and puffy, but I like the outdoors, I like the woods, I like the incline, and I like kicking people in the face. So if if that's my option, I would kick people in the face first and then take the hiking or walking uphill next. Um, my favorite brand of clothes. Boy, you know, uh, I used to be an Oakley uh, spokesperson ambassador, and they really made some nice clothes, but they're fading. Um, uh, I've just recently been turned on to Lululemon, which something about the brand kind of, meh, I don't know, but... Their, their speed shorts, holy cow, are amazing. They look great. They feel great. They have these pants called Naked. They're uh, very thin. They almost feel like swimsuit material. I really like those. And I do not like their price tag. But for someone who wears fitness gear as often as I do, it makes sense to spend on quality items. But you know what? I'm also really happy with Nike and Under Armour, Adidas. There's a bunch of great brands there. I just found some cool Skechers stuff at uh, the Skechers Performance Los Angeles Marathon. So I'm really not addicted to any one brand. And even some of the smaller clothing line, I love the Sparkle Athletic Sparkly Skirts for race day. I love um, running skirts makes, they, well, they make skirts. And I haven't worn one of those, but they make these long sleeve 
base layer shirts with hearts on the sleeve, which I love. And I need, I need the help staying warm when I announce races in other parts of the country. So running skirts, I like their shirts. Um, my favorite shoes, my favorite running shoes, I lean towards Asics, Mizuno. And right now I've got a pair of 361s. And that's a brand that's very popular overseas. It's uh, making its way here in uh, the United States. But I, my, I have the kickboxer feet, and they're babies. And so I need a lot of support, and the 361s offer that. Uh, my favorite socks, I really like the ankle swift wick, swift wick socks. They're short, and um, they're really thin, and I love them. And if somebody would send me 100 pairs, that would make me happy because I'm always losing socks. Uh, and then the compression socks, golly, there's so many great companies for that. So I probably couldn't, I couldn't pick. Um, and then the, the belts, the gear belts to wear on race day. I don't carry a lot of stuff. I don't carry water. I just normally get the water and things that a race is providing. So I have the small personal item belt, the spy belt, the flip belt. Right now I have a Ruse Sport and it's really cool. It's a little pocket you put inside your waistband and you fold a magnet over it, and so it just stays in place. You don't have to actually wear a belt. And I normally run with just my phone, and that's a that's a great tool for that. So those are those are my favorites of those things. Oh, and I love the sparkly sole headbands the best because they go all the way around your head. The actual headband doesn't show any breaks in it, and it grips to your hair, so it stays in place. Um, I dig a trucker hat. Any trucker hat makes me happy. Um, so I think that's it. I'm trying to think if anyone asks about other gear. I don't know. I love jackets. One of the nice perks about being a race announcer is obviously they want me to wear their brand on race day. And so I get <laughs> I have a ton of great race shirts, but I have some really good race jackets. And um, yeah, that's I really like that stuff. Buffalo Marathon. Oh my gosh. If you ever want to run a race with great gear, Buffalo Marathon is it, and I know this because Race Director just generously sent me the one of their quilted Asics jackets. Oh, it's beautiful. It's black. It's got the logo, and it's got these hot pink pockets huh, to die for. So um, go be a race announcer and get some race gear or run the races and purchase some great race gear. The jackets are fantastic. All right, here's totally... Oh, my pre-race, my favorite pre-race thing to eat and drink. So I'm a minimalist. I have I don't have a sensitive stomach like I'm sick all the time or have stomach issues. However, I think I fear them. And so on race morning, I aim for carbs and protein. And so I normally will buy a bagel the night before a race. And I can't actually eat too much of it. I normally end up eating half a bagel. But half a bagel with some cream cheese, that is uh, that hits the spot for me. I've also been known to just eat a kind bar or a cliff bar. Um, but if I were to choose, it would be normally half a bagel with cream cheese and water. I probably have some Diet Coke that morning too. And I know people gasp, oh, she's drinking Diet Coke. Oh. You know what? I'm totally imperfect. And I Diet Coke fits just fine into my life. I eat tons of healthy food. I drink tons of water, tons of unsweet tea. And then I have a Diet Coke, and it makes me real happy. And I actually drink decaf Diet Coke. But, um, yeah, I might have a Diet Coke in the morning or at least a little bit. I try not to eat or drink too much because I don't want to spend my day in the porta potty which is super gross. So, um, well, I mean, the porta potties they do their best they can, right? But it is what it is. Uh, my favorite way to convince family participation. And so that's a really good question. I have two kids and I'm always trying to motivate them more. My, my daughter, she's really cute. She's adopted this, it's a workout routine and she doesn't even acknowledge that's what it is. When she was two or three, she used to turn on music and then skip around my couches. And she would skip and skip and skip and she'd be huffing and puffing red face, mommy, I need water. And so she didn't even realize it, but she was giving herself this 20 minute cardio workout. And then um, I have a personal training studio here in my home and, um, or attached to my home, I should say. And I had a mini trampoline. And so eventually she started going in there and jumping on the trampoline and playing her t Taylor Swift or whatever adorable little girl music she was playing. 
And so she still does that. She's uh, 14 years old, and every day she sees, Mommy, i got to go in the gym. She goes in there, and boing, 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 you can hear the trampoline going, and she still comes out, refills the water, sweaty face. So she's easy because she has that going for her. And I still try and get her outside. We've got a tetherball um, pole set up, and let's go for a walk with the dog. And she's happy to come just have quality time with me, and so if I – Phrase it that way, Ginger, let's go walk the dog, then she will. I don't have to say, let's get you some exercise. My son, on the other hand, the poor little guy has dealt with so many broken bones lately. He's broken, uh, in fifth grade, he broke one of his feet, and it took, I think he was on crutches for almost six months. It was a really bad break. And then this year, he broke his other foot, and he spent three months on crutches, so I have a new step here, and he used that. I mean, I've been trying to keep him active, and new step is something you can do cardio, even if you have no legs or one leg or, you know, all sorts of various issues. It's a fantastic tool. But he got more in the habit. I was a little more lenient, allowing him to watch TV or play on the computer. So him I need to push, and I've just been using that, hey, let's go play. Let's go play basketball. Let's go outside and play volleyball together. Um, and, and that really is what I would recommend is if you want to help somebody get fit without pointing your finger at them and telling them a slacker, cause that's my job. I tell people they're slackers, but as a parent or a sibling, it's hard to do that or a spouse. So you say, Hey, I could use some company. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going hiking. Can you come with me? Um, let's dance. <laughs> Dancing's always a really fun way. So I just kind of try and get them involved. Now my son finally just said, you know what, mommy, I'd like to be fitter. And so he comes in the gym with me. He's uh, 12 now, and he can use the elliptical. He can use my stationary bike. Um, we do things like push-ups together, not real weightlifting, but we use the bands. We do push-ups. We do lunges. And so it's a lot of fun. So that's that's really my favorite way to get people involved. Uh, one of my favorite guilty pleasure, um, guilty pleasure, well, I'm not guilty about it. I have a piece of chocolate every day, every day, and I don't feel guilty about it. Uh, if I were to choose something that, uh, I like chips and dip. I would always choose the big chips with low-fat dip, but I really like that. That's something I grew up with, the salty thing. Uh, ch Chocolate-covered strawberries are a treat. I rarely get them, but um, Atlanta Airport has a candy shop, and sometimes I'll stop in there and get the chocolate-covered strawberry. In fact, if I'm anywhere and I see a chocolate-covered strawberry, I will probably have that. And uh, I don't feel very guilty. And no, I don't have the dark chocolate. I choose milk chocolate or worse, white chocolate. Uh, what makes Fitz happy? Oh my gosh, you guys make me happy. My work makes me happy. My family makes me happy. Right now, I have the luxury of a friend named a goat after me, uh, Goat Fitz. And he's so cute. And it's funny because I went out to see him and I was really just excited to see him. But what uh, what dawned on me is... When I got out there, I just felt so peaceful. It wasn't even just about him. It was about being there, getting some dirt under my fingernails with the animals and in the woods and just kind of shutting out life for a little bit. So um, my things that make me happy are all over the place. I'm a very happy person, but that's kind of a nice, peaceful joy for me. And I, I'm trying to get out to the farm as much as I can. Oh, and my goat loves me. He's so cute. I'll come in the gate and all the goats will start maying and the donkey makes her sound. But Goat Fitz comes and runs to me. And that makes me happy. I also love, I just love craziness. I love adrenaline. I love, you know, I love water skiing, for example. That's one of my absolute favorite things to do on the planet. But the problem with water skiing is I'm really good at it now. And so I don't get as frequently the enjoyment of, of the wipeout. And I love being launched. You know, the boat's pulling you. I wobble and the skis fly off and I go flying through the air tumbling and I land on my, you know, my armpit and my feet go tumbling uncontrolled in the water. I really like that opportunity to be completely out of control and in the water, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's what makes me happy. I like that. Um, next up, tell me the three best things about you. I'm happy. I'm relentless. I'm a great parent. I'm, those are probably the best things. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I've got great perspective. 
I don't complain too much. Um, I don't know. Happy. I'm relentless, and I'm a great parent. I'm going to boil it down to that. On a scale of 1 to 10, how strict were my parents? I was held to very high standards with manners, with table manners, and I was the youngest of three, so where my parents were, or my mother, my dad really wasn't strict at all. My dad was whatever, but my mom, for example, she wouldn't let my sister get her ears pierced until she was 16. I got mine pierced at 10. Uh, my parents probably should have been a little stricter. I had some friends around the corner who weren't very well supervised, and we would sneak out of the house. And yeah, I'm gonna give them a six. <laughs> I probably, I probably could have used some um, stricter supervision. But it's funny if I was, if my mom said be in at ten o'clock, I had, I was terrorized to be in the house at ten o one. I had to be in there by ten. I didn't know what she was gonna do to me, but I just thought I better be in there. Um, but what she didn't do is go around the corner when I said I was sleeping at Christy's house. She never went over there to check to see if I was there because I assure you we were not there. We were out and in getting into mischief. Um, which would I pick? Being a world class, being world class, attractive, a genius, or famous for doing something great? Easy, famous for doing something great. And I think that's my morning mile program. So um, great. Favorite musician? Garth Brooks. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? what would it be? I don't know. I'm pretty content. I'm not perfect and I'm pretty good with being not perfect. What would I change? Um, maybe I'd take off my freckles. That was it. I'd make my freckles go away. Uh, three celebrities I most admire. Really? I don't know. I'll have to come back to that one because then uh, the next question was name a celebrity I think is lame and boy, could I go on forever about that. I don't put a lot of... I don't put a lot of status on celebrity, so I'll think about that. Um, what accomplishment are you most proud of? Well, certainly my children and my morning mop program. Which are your friends? Which of your friends are you proudest of? Uh, all of you. I am. You know what? This is the nice thing about my career. It has brought me the most incredible group of people in my life. I don't. I don't have a lot of slackers and losers surrounding me. I'm involved with people. If, if, if you've come to a platform where you've met me, it's because you care about yourself and you're trying and you're doing something about it. And so all of my friends, uh, you know, I, on occasion I have some jerks and I'm very clean. I'm very, very comfortable removing them from my circle of friends. It is what it is. Sometimes it's sad to see you go. Sometimes not so much. But when you show me who you are, I believe you. And so I, I, I'm pretty good about removing bad seeds. But the people who actually are my friends, wow, that's, that's one of the greatest gifts of my career is so many fantastic people. And now my friends are spread out throughout the country and the world. And boy, am I lucky about that. I have some old-time friends. I have probably about half a dozen girlfriends that I've kept with me since middle school, and I love them dearly, and, and I'm very lucky to have them. They're, they're friends with each other, uh, but they're most important. Like, I'm the unifying factor between them all, but uh, we would drop anything, do anything for each other, and I'm very, very lucky to have these uh, women in my life. Uh, most beautiful place I've ever been. Ireland, hands down, the most stunning, stunning place I've ever been. Uh, it's just every every corner you take in Ireland is more breathtaking than the next. And I would say that as far as natural resources, Ireland, architecturally, uh, St. Petersburg, Russia is spectacular. Oh my gosh, it's, it's just stunning. And I couldn't, I don't have enough time here to describe all of that to you, but St. Petersburg, Russia, and Ireland, put them on your list. Three favorite movies. Well, I have some long time Favorite movies that I've always gone to, Mary Poppins, uh, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, and Die Hard. <laughs> Remember Die Hard? Oh, John McClane. He was very hunky in the day. I also could add Love Actually to that. I think that's just a really great movie. That's, I'm not a person who re-watches movies over and over. I feel like I don't have a lot of time. And I'm certainly not going to spend time sitting on my can re-watching the same story. But every time Christmas comes around, I can watch Love Actually, so that probably should be on the list. Um, tell me three things you remember about kindergarten. 
I remember naps, and I don't think I ever fell asleep once during the nap. Uh, oh, in the play, the kindergarten play, I was um, I was cast for a very important role, and my parents, my, my father's passed on, but he still found this to be the most hysterical thing ever, is I was... I played the big role of the bush, and so I think the play was Three Little Pigs, and they had, they made a big bush uh, out of paper and then laminated it, and they put a circle in it for someone to put their face through, and my mother bought me this gown, this long floor-length green gown, pretty dressed, and I was five, and I lied on the floor on my belly in this big pretty dress and stuck my face through the hole in the bush, and I was the bush, and I was so proud, so... Um, that and in kindergarten, I was sent to the principal's office and my mom was called and it was Mr. Latson and he told my mother that I punched a little kid, a little boy, because he said there was no Santa Claus and the principal told my mom, he said, listen, I'm supposed to paddle her. They still did paddling back then, if you could believe it. He said, but how do I paddle a kid for standing up for Santa Claus? And so, thank goodness I did not get paddled that day. But uh, he said, please have your daughter keep her hands to her, herself. So, kindergarten. I got naps. I got to be a bush. I had to beat some kid up over Santa. And I would do it again. Do not mess with Santa Claus. He's the greatest guy on the planet. Um, what would I do if I were invisible for a day? You know what I would do? I would, I would put some clothes on and let people know I was there. I'm not a sneaky girl. I don't need to be invisible. Um, My favorite ice cream flavor, well, you know, I'm not a huge ice cream person. If I had to pick one, I would probably say a low-fat cookie dough. Uh, but this is what I do. If I take my kids to one of those frozen yogurt places where you can pour your own yogurt, I skip out on the ice cream and I just get toppings. I really like the toppings. I get a few pieces of cookie dough, a few M&Ms, maybe some whipped cream. So I'm less about the ice cream, more about the toppings. Um, but if I had to choose, it would be low-fat cookie dough. Uh, my best childhood memory, I had so many good ones. I had a really great childhood, lots of fun sports, lots of fun friends. But I, I really enjoyed it when my mom would pick me up from school early. And sometimes she would do that, just randomly come get me and take me to lunch. And in second grade, she took me to see The Last Unicorn. And what a weird little thing to remember out of all of that 18-year time span. But... She was a really good mom, and so, yeah, going to lunch and seeing the last unicorn during the school day with my mom, pretty epic. Uh, she's, she is a good mom in many, many ways. My favorite holiday, I love Halloween. I love it because it doesn't require too much preparation. You get a silly costume, you pass out candy, lots of fun, and I like the fun theme. Right now, I think I've grown into Fourth of July being my favorite. Not only because the American Patriot thing, but I host a big bash at my house. And we got 100 plus people here and probably $72 million worth of fireworks. It looks, literally looks like Disney World over my home. And it's, it's a really great day. So, 4th of July. Um, if you could eat only three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Fruit, veggies, and chocolate. What's one choice you really regret? Um, my choice I really regret. There's There's been a couple, but one that stands out the most. So when I was 20, I worked on a cruise ship. I actually was hired as the fitness director aboard the Crystal Harmony, which is a beautiful ship on the Crystal Cruise Lines. And so I got the job, and I sailed from New York all the way over to France. That was our very first stop, I believe. And it was um, 1994, and the day we arrived was the day before the 50th anniversary celebration of D-Day. And I, we pulled into Hanfleur, and as uh, one of the ship officers, I had the opportunity to take a free bus ride into Paris to visit Paris, Paris for the day. And so not thinking of the incredible event that was going on in the city next door called Normandy, I opted to go to Paris for the day. And for a 20-year-old, who could blame me, right? Um, and we even, on the way into France, we had passed by 
Queen Elizabeth's ship. She was actually on board. Bill Clinton was going in for the day. It was a big, big thing. And I guess I just didn't wrap my head around it. But I I ended up sleeping too late. My alarm didn't go off. I missed my bus to Paris. And instead of uh, recalibrating and saying, okay, well, this is the coolest celebration in the world. The 50th anniversary of D-Day is literally three miles from where my ship is port. Let me get on a bus or go for a walk and go over there. I didn't. I just roamed through Honfleur, France that day, which is a rinky-dink little town. I mean, it's nice. It's fine. But I could have been there to celebrate some of the greatest American heroes in the history of our country. I mean, oh, how did I miss that? I don't know. It, it burdens me greatly. So I'm hoping maybe I'll make it there for the 75th anniversary. That would be nice. And that actually will come up soon. And I probably should book my flights right now. But I don't have a lot of regrets in the world. That is one of them. <laughs> I don't know. What was I thinking, right, folks? Yeesh. So I can't turn back time, but maybe I'll make good on it for 75. Um, what's my favorite childhood cookbook or childhood book? Uh, mostly anything by Dr. Seuss, but How the Grinch Stole Christmas was definitely my favorite. And here's the cool thing about that is that's always been my favorite childhood book. And when my daughter was in fifth grade, she played the Grinch in the play, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And she was amazing. She did it Jim Carrey style. She was big and bold and funny. And you know how little kids, when they do their kid play, they always kind of mumble through things and you can you can barely hear and it's, it's kind of poor acting, but you love it because it's the kids that you love. She owned that role. And uh, as opposed to most plays where they kind of divvy up the roles evenly so everybody has a chance to shine, they literally laid 80% of the load on Ginger, and it was amazing. I, fe I felt guilty. I felt guilty as a parent there. I mean, I was uh, I was flabbergasted by her performance because she didn't even give me a sneak peek of how she was going to do it. But I, um, I felt guilty for the other parents that they didn't get to see as much from their own child. But she, did, she was great, and of course, everyone was supportive of that. But that's the cool story about my favorite childhood book. Um, great book I've read recently. Oh, I was so here. I normally only stick with nonfiction books. I like um, Harvey McKay's Pushing the Envelopes, one of my old favorite business books. I, I listened to, I read The Art of the Deal a long time ago by Trump. I've read Barbara Walters' uh, biography, Laura Bush's, President Bush's uh, decision points. You know, I like, I like stuff where I can learn. I like learning from people who have obviously done things better than me. And so since I I, I perform as a journalist on many occasions. I'll read the biography of successful journalists or I'll read um, guidance, books of guidance from great business owners because I'm a small business owner and I'd rather learn from their mistakes and their successes and I'm a, I'm a nonfiction girl all the way. But a couple, probably about two years ago, one of my girlfriends was like, I, I was getting on a plane, probably going to California. Read this. She gives me Fifty Shades of Grey. And I never, not only did I never read, I don't, what do you call it? It's romance, maybe. It's like, um, oh, a sexy mance, I guess. I don't know, but I read it. I thought, okay, that was entertaining. And it really wasn't as risque as I thought it was going to be, but whatever. It was entertaining. And then someone's, someone, there's a stalker involved. And it, it really held my attention. And so I've read some other romance books lately, and they're not, you know, I don't know. They're not genius. They're not Shakespeare, but they're fun. And so I've not read a bunch of great learning books lately, but I've, I've read some trashy books. And you know what? It kills some time on the treadmill. I read a good trashy book on the elliptical, no problem. So I, I can't... I can't recommend anything because I don't even know the names of the authors. I just kind of haphazardly choose a book based on the uh, the picture on the cover, perhaps. And that's that's where I go with that. But it certainly eats up time on the treadmill or elliptical. And I highly recommend you do that. If you're someone who gets bored on cardio machines, get yourself a trashy book and uh, you'll go a lot farther than you had intended. Um, do I feel like a leader or a follower? Definitely both. Definitely. I'm obviously a leader in many, many ways, um, but I, I don't want to always be the leader. In fact, I 
don't even like to choose meal any to choose meals anymore. I I I, I want to be led. I want to learn from other people. I want someone else to make some decisions for me. And even if it just comes down to somebody else is choosing the meal, I really appreciate that. I value that opportunity to just be in the passenger seat. Um, yeah, I like learning. So if you give me a good leader, I'm happy to follow. Um, if I was an Olympic athlete, what sport would I compete in? Definitely boxing. In fact, so I competed as a kickboxer for about 10 years. And there really, it was such a smaller sport that there just wasn't much opportunity. There, the fights that were offered to me were far and few between. The girls I was scheduled to fight often would bail, the chicken out at the last minute. And so I started, uh, I would go in the Florida State Sunshine Games, Florida Sunshine State Games would come to town. I would show up. I actually showed up one year. I didn't even tell my trainer. I just brought my mouthpiece. And um, my little sports bra with the cups in it. And I showed up to fight. And they didn't even have a young man in my weight division. I was about 111 pounds at the time. But I wanted to fight. And I was happy to drop my kicks because I was a great boxer too. I just wanted more, more competition. Um, but they didn't allow women to box in the Olympics back then. And if they had, in a heartbeat, I would have dropped my kicks and I would have gone for it. And I'm, I have very good faith I would have made the team. So, you know, that's passed right now. And what's done is done. I'm very happy to see that they're finally allowing women to complete, compete in that sport. And they're making us very proud. The women all around the world are doing great. And it's, you know, fighting is not a mean sport. It's not a tough guy sport. Uh, and, and I almost laugh when you get these athletes doing the weigh-ins and they're shoving each other and giving the dirty look because you don't hate the other athlete. You know, when I showed up to fight Susie Q, whoever she was, I didn't know her. I had nothing against her. I didn't even know what color her hair was. So, you know, to say I'd be angry at her would be ridiculous. When you go play tennis, you're, you're just trying to win. You don't, you're not angry at the other athlete. And... Um, you know, it actually is a very strategic sport, and if you were to be angry, I assume you'd be reckless and you wouldn't be considering all of the strategy necessary. You wouldn't be managing your energy wisely, and so to watch these fighters go nose-to-nose -nose as a weigh-in and they're snarling, it's really, it's really a bunch of nonsense. And the other thing I've found as a fighter is that when you know how to fight, when you're someone with great skill... And the comfort of using it, you don't mind when someone gets in your face and threatens you. You have a calmness about you where people don't want to fight you. You never end up in a fight if you know how to fight. It's, it's a rarity. Um, but people that have no skills, that are just, you know, um, reckless with their energy and their big mouths, those are the people that tend to get their head handed to them on a regular basis. So, um, anyways, that's my thing. Boxing. Who's the funniest person I know? My daughter, Ginger. Hands down. She makes me giggle a thousand times a day. She's off the wall and hilarious, and I love it. My son has these zingers. Oh, my gosh. He just zing me, zings me all the time. I live. My kids are super sarcastic. And then if I were to pick a comedian, it'd be Jerry Seinfeld. Um, one of my favorite things about my grandparents, I had, a great gran I had two great-grandmothers, not great, but fantastic grandmothers, um, my dad's mom was actually a little bit weird, but she was a nice lady. My mother's mother was the fairy tale grandmother who took me, let me sleep at her house all the time. She always had presents for me. She always took me, I don't know, we'd, we'd go get happy meals. She'd take me to carnivals. She was, she was a sweet, wonderful grandmother. And even when I moved to college, even when I moved to Europe, I would call her at least once a week. She got phone calls from Russia, from Norway, from Denmark. I... I loved her desperately. She's been gone quite a while, but I was very fortunate to at least have one amazing grandmother. Um, when I'm having a bad day, what do I do to make myself feel better? Exercise. That's a no-brainer, and tr usually it's strength training. I love me some weight training. Um, what was the other? God, I did get some questions about strength training that I didn't answer. Uh, I My favorite cardio, my favorite strength training is uh, I do love actual dumbbells. I really do love dumbbells, but I love body weight exercises. I love angry ups. I love burpees. I love push ups. I love kettlebells. Um, bands. I'm a huge fan of the bands. 
those, all, all of the above, and my bands I take with me everywhere. So if you ever catch me traveling, you can say, where's your bands? And I can pull them out of my luggage or my backpack. There are always a set of bands in my car. Um, I keep bands with me all the time. My favorite season, hands down, that's summer. I love it hot. I love it hot and sticky, and I love it when I have incentive to get in my warm ocean, which I hate to brag, but the Atlantic Ocean is very, very warm and fantastic, especially in the summer. Um, yikes, you guys have a lot of questions. If I could pick a new first name, what would it be? I would not pick a new first name. Fitz is my name. It's my bizarre little Irish griff, Irish gift, but I wouldn't have Fitzness if I wasn't Fitz. Um, what's my pet peeve? Ooh, smoking. People who talk with food in their mouth, slurping noises, any sort of bad eating habits. Oh, and then I really do not like people that are reckless with their children. And so you better buckle your kids up in the car and you better not let them stand up in the grocery wagon. It drives me crazy when I see the kids standing up and they could possibly tip out and hit their head on the ground. So you got to be a good parent. Talk, uh, don't talk of food in your mouth. Don't make eating noises and don't smoke. Um, do I sleep with my sheets tucked in or out? I actually do not sleep with sheets. I have the fitted sheet and then I have a comforter. But the, the top sheet gets all tangled in my legs and drives me crazy. Um, do I ever count steps when I walk? I do on race day, especially if I'm having any sort of pain, hip or knee pain. I will do 20 steps of running, 20 steps of walking. So, yeah, I do count. Not on a regular basis, though. Um, my dream job, it's the one I have. Absolutely, I would continue to do what I do. But I would continue to do it on even a bigger scale. And I would like to recapture another at least weekly national media spot on uh, morning news. That would be very important to me. My favorite kind of sandwich, probably a veggie burger. Cake or pie? Cake, but I would only eat the frosting. So I do that. I'll take a piece. If I'm going to someone's birthday party, I'll accept the piece of cake. But the spongy part's just not worth it to me. So I go with the frosting. Um, who's the kindest person I know? I'm going to have to go back to my daughter. She doesn't have a competitive bone in her body. She is so sweet. And um, she's just so nice. You know how middle school girls are probably some of the most horrible human beings on the planet? My kid has gone the opposite route. She's so supportive of all of these different girls, and she wants them to be successful, even if it makes her unsuccessful. And uh, not a mean word to say about anybody else. She really just is a star. Look, I really like my kids, right? Uh, scariest movie I've ever seen. Uh, I could say as a kid it was Nightmare on Elm Street because that's the one that left me with the most chronic nightmares. But as an adult... I think I was about early 20s, maybe 21, when I saw Ch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that was really disturbing because the girl, the victim, she um, she was me. You know, I imagine that if I were in that crazy shack with the chicken parts hanging from the ceiling and some lunatic guy, I would be the one just screaming and I identified with her. So there's, there it is. It's... Um, Nightmare on Elm Street and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I want nothing to do with either situation, period. If I could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? I'd like to go everywhere in the world. I'm a big traveler, and I'd love to see all 50 of our states in this country because we have so many cool things to offer. Uh, would certainly love to head over to Africa um, to do some sort of a safari where you don't kill animals, where you just, you know, see them. And I love, I love the outdoors, so everywhere. I want to go everywhere. Celebrity crush? Oh, my gosh, I have a ton. Uh, and my, my son just told me the other day, he's like, Mom, you have so many boyfriends. And so he started with Santa Claus and Goofy. So we'll start there. Um, but when it comes to actual humans, my longtime crush is actually a really good friend of mine. So I'm not creepy about it. I try not to be creepy. But my friend Anthony Wiggle, he's from the Wiggles. He's so cute. He's dark brown hair and these crystal blue eyes. He's so pretty and he's really sweet and giggly and I love him. And so uh, hopefully his wife and children don't mind that. And then I am totally hot for Rick Grimes from um, The Walking Dead. And so he's not technically a pretty, pretty man. I mean, he's good looking, but he's gritty and I like him. I like his character. In fact, that's really what I like. I like Rick Grimes. 
played by Andrew Lincoln. And the most crushing part about that whole scenario is so I, I kind of get the hots for Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead. And he's a gritty southern uh, sheriff's deputy. Badass. Just he, he walks like a cowboy and I don't know. He's sexy. He's very, very sexy. But then I see him interviewed in real life. Oh, and he's British. Oh, kill me. He's just, he's not very gritty at all as a person. And he's still kind of cute, but um, that's it. Who else do I have? I used to, I used to really dig Bradley Cooper. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I like boys. I like Thor. I like Captain America. I dig the manly man thing. Oh, and then I really just have a crush on every serviceman on the planet, cop, firefighter, all of the above. I even kind of have a crush on the UPS guy in his uniform. So let's leave that where it is. Um, I like the heroes. My favorite athlete, my favorite athletes, my favorite athlete is all of the amateur athletes I get to work with. All of these strugglers, all of the people that are out trying something new or trying to be better. I have Oh, at this point, the people I've worked with alone this year, I could say I have 300,000 favorite athletes. I've got Pam Medhurst. I've got Rich Williams and his wife, Kit. I've got Brian Marks, and I've got Melissa DiStefano, and those are my favorite athletes. I completely appreciate and value the elite athletes who are world champions all the way. Go Gators. I love my college sports team, but nothing inspires me more than... Um, the amateur folks out there doing their best. That's great. My favorite athletes, that's you. So if you're listening, I know you're out there doing something. You're at least doing a 5K. You are my favorite athlete. Uh, best piece of advice I've ever given. Uh, this was an easy one. It was passed down to me from my kickboxing trainer who had, the, who had this recommendation passed on to him. Always associate up. And so I try to stick with that. That means hang with people better than you. If you find there's someone who has lower standards than you, lower ethical practices, you don't need them in your life. And that's where cutting certain people out becomes very, very easy. I try to hang with people that are better than me. That is that is always top priority. And I'm not talking about richer. I'm talking about people who are of high moral standard. They're happy. They're making a quality impact on this world and so I'm once again very fortunate that I have a ton of people that qualify with that so I, I normally consider myself uh, the least important person in any room and I try and learn something take something great from all of the other people uh, around me uh, if you were guaranteed to be successful in a different profession what would you want to do I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't. I get that. I get asked that a lot. What else would you want to do? I don't want to do anything. I'm so grateful that, you know, I had the young epiphany when I did, and I've been able to create the most fantastic, happy, rewarding career on the planet. The fact that I actually get to make a living doing what I do is preposterous. Um, but I'm not, I'm not looking that gift horse in the mouth either. I think there's certainly a value to what I provide as an educator and as an announcer and a host and, you know, a TV personality and a writer. I certainly believe I'm providing value and my morning mile, of course, but I wouldn't want to do anything else. And I think, well, if I had to, well, and I, and I was going to be successful, well, obviously I would choose to be the person that my profession would be cure every disease. And so I, w I would take a hit on my fitness profession if I could just go simply cure every disease in one profession and be successful at it. But um, yeah, yeah, I hope I haven't bored you guys to death. Now you know probably too much. I don't know if there's anything left for me to share with you. Um, yeah, I don't think that's it. I don't think I have anything to share. Oh, you know what? Someone asked me what I like to eat, what my favorite snacks are. If I'm trying to be light and lean, I love cucumbers at night with salted. Just chop up some cucumbers, add some salt. On occasion, I go crazy and make it a tomato. Um, my favorite fruit is strawberries and oranges, but really most oranges. And if I could be spokesperson for any food company in the world, it would probably be Florida oranges. Um, yeah, breakfast, people ask me a lot about that. 
Breakfast is always very simple. Sometimes it's a kind bar and a banana. I like fruit and a little bit of protein. So the nuts are my pro, uh, the kind bar is my protein. Uh, the banana is my energy. It's filling. And I always do have a breakfast. It's just simple, stupid. And for dinner, I keep it also very simple, stupid. Lots of combinations of produce. Sometimes it's an apple and some turkey slices because I'm not cooking fancy here. Um, but sometimes I make, you know, black beans and grilled chicken and we have it with spaghetti squash or sometimes I just eat spaghetti squash for dinner. And as you all know, I blew the door off my microwave last one of the, well, a few months ago, I blew the door off my microwave making a spaghetti squash and that happens. I'm sure I'm not the only one to have done that, but all in the effort of making myself a healthy meal. So that is that folks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that I have satisfied your craving for more information. I'm really not that very exciting of a person, but um, I managed to fill up 50 minutes of time. So if you've stuck with me, thanks for listening. Uh, Follow me at fitness on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I have a YouTube channel. Always go visit morningmile.com. Help me get more kids moving in the morning. That's the thing I'm most proud of. If you can help me with that, boy, that would be nice. And um, we have a very cool podcast coming up next. So thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Fitz Kohler, and now it's your turn to get to work. Bye. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's Marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to gift the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children the chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.